what you drinking? Gon' let it sink in. We do this every weekend. We moving like Bernie. What you thinking? I'm thinking about freaking. We headed to the beat We moving like Bernie. Moving like Bernie. We moving like Bernie. Well, it's the weekend. We moving like Bernie. All right. Did, did you hear that? Just applause? Hear what? Never mind. Applause. All right. What's up, Dan? <laughs> What's up? What's up? Sure, where the applause came from, but uh, we're we're hot and heavy, moving like Bernie tonight. Um, moving like Bernie. <laughs> how was uh? Let's just jump right into it, man. Passport saga. Tell us about your journey. It was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever done. Um, as you know, I changed my flight to El Paso. El Paso. My appointment wasn't until nine thirty. Um, I decided to wake up, you know, fairly you're, early. You're a go getter. Early bird gets the worm. You know, exactly. So I showed up, and I, I walk in. There's this lady with the clipboard. She's got this clipboard that has like pages and pages and pages of like what looks like names on this document. I'm just like, Oh my God. She was like, what time's your appointment? I was like, not till nine 30, but I thought I might come in early in case I could hop in. And she was like, do you have a number like the activation number? I was like, yeah, here it is. And showed it to her. And she's like, okay, go ahead. Stand over by the elevator. I'm like, nice. What? You're in. So first great thing to happen was I got to go up there early, which was <laughs> tight. Um, but yeah, no. So then after I got up there, um, you have to go through like this metal detector and you have to like show proof of your appointment. Um, and then you have to like, you're, you're like passing these like security guards that like are taking their job way too seriously, but I get it. Hey man, um, it's passports. <laughs> passports. Can't have lax security um, around the passports. Just chaos. Just chaos. And so I get in there and there's like these different, there's this one lady who's asking if I have all my documentation. I'm thinking to myself, Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Do I have everything I need? Do I have everything I need? <laughs> of course you do. And she was like, and I was like, of course I do. <laughs> and so I hand her over the documentation and it was wild because I was like, all right, this seems like it'd be pretty, pretty easy. She's like, all right, so here's your ID. She like stapled it to my um, application and she was like, go sit over there and wait till your number is called. Okay. I'm like, okay, cool. So I go and sit over there and like 10, 15 minutes goes by. And I'm just like, oh man, how long is this about to take? Um, and then finally my number gets called and I go up there and the person's like, hey, um, not really sure how long this is going to take. It might take a little while. Um, and I'm just like, oh man, like I, I, I'm like trying to fly out later today. And they're just like, you have proof of this. And I was like, yeah, and I like showed her the, the paper for my flights and they're like, all right, well, we can, you know, expedite this, but could, you know, might not be available for a while. I'm just like, okay. She was like, could be some holdups. They're like, here, go sit over here. And I was like, okay. So I was like, wait, what? So I need to go sit down again. Were they, were they looking for a bribe? Is that what they were like looking for? If you go, I don't know. Does my friend, Mr. Franklin help me get around this holdup <laughs> issue? Mr. Washington. Yeah. <laughs> um no so i i ended up talking to the next person because i because i showed her that i had like a flight that was supposed to be leaving the same day and she was like all right well we're gonna do our best to get it done by then i'm like you guys don't know you guys can't tell me and they're just like no and i'm just like that well, seems like a I like fucking strange I process them, like, i filled out this online application like like weeks ago and they told me to call like two weeks before and i was like telling her all the story and she's like oh you had filled out an online application i was like yeah 
And she's just like, well, then you qualify to do blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, what? And she's like, go here, take this ticket. She gave me another ticket. So this is my third ticket. Jeez. She says, go sit over here for this guy. He'll call you up. And I'm like, oh my God. Now, mind you, I've been here for like a half hour now. And I'm like, sure. good thing I came at 7.30. Cause if I came at 9.30, I would have been pushing it close. Yeah. And so, um, but now I'm you're, like now you're on to the guy. You found the guy. I'm on to the guy. He's like, he's like the in online internet person <laughs> or whatever. And, uh, it's, they, they called it like the E line or whatever, like electronic submission line or whatever. But it's, it's so. not your, your Walmart, uh, HR, whatever, yeah. helpline guy. Exactly. Not his. Not the Walmart customer <laughs> you, you pull up, it's um, that guy. He's like, like, I remember. Pull, pull up the recordings of my calls <laughs> yeah. with these people, man. Like, just listen to what they say to me, all right? <laughs> I got mixed messaging all across the board. This guy told me I was a Walmart, like, shopper waiting for customer service. I was like, this is, like, ridiculous. Anyway, so this guy was like, all right, looking over my document. I'm just like, so, and he was just like, yeah, uh, come back in, like, two hours. We should have it for you. I'm like, what? And nice like, yeah and i was like he's like we'll give you a call if it, it's done before then and i was like all did, right did that guy did he have like an aura about him where it's like this is the guy this is the past he was guy. a bald head with a beard man i was like <laughs> this is destiny <laughs> Ooh, this a kindred spirit <laughs> you're my brother <laughs> you met a kindred spirit on your journey nice you guys should have like smoked some ayahuasca together or something and oh my god it was funny yeah you know, fi um, figured out who else you could get passports was, for I think I was like one of three people in that entire office that only spoke English and like maybe a little bit of Spanish. Everybody else was speaking Spanish. And I was like, I okay, very close to the border here. I'm El from Paso Michigan like right <laughs> on the border, dude. Yeah. And they're just like, I was wearing my Michigan hoodie too. I was just yeah. like, this is my lucky hoodie. I'm going to wear this everywhere. Yeah. Um, but dude, no, it was funny. So after they told me it was going to take two hours, I just like strolled back to my hotel room and like yes. laid in the bed for like an hour and a half with I'm, my arms up. I'm going house. to Mexico. <laughs> and I was like, don't jinx it, Dan. Don't jinx it. And I'm like, waiting for a call, waiting for a call. Didn't get any calls. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go over there. They said between two and three hours, I'm gonna just going to go down there and I show my, uh, my ticket to return and they like get through security again. And, uh, I walk up to this window and the lady's like, yeah, they, they've been trying to call you for like the last 30, 30, 45. I was like, mm, no, you lies, calls. lies. <laughs> so I was like, she was like, okay, <laughs> sir. So your passport is in here. You need to open up this envelope right now and review it before you leave here because in case there's any issues, I was like, well, what if there are issues? I was like, do you guys have to redo it? And she's like, yeah, but hopefully there's not any issues. I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> I <was> like, I, <laughs> she just had to plant that seed. <laughs> this might not be over yet here's your the passport last, like kicking the dick seat yeah but like maybe that. not <laughs> i was like i just like worked myself up thinking i was gonna have this thing and like ready to rock and roll and go so then open it up everything's good to go i'm like so i can just go now she's like yeah we we took the funds that you had already paid for your online application and put it oh, towards nice. that so i didn't have to pay anything i'm nice. just like Oh my God. Thank you so much. <laughs> I was like, this is great signs from the universe right now. I wonder what it is uh, about El Paso. Well, they, they got their shit together where everybody else is just behind the times. Dude, El Paso just had it together, dude. It's you, you couldn't have said, I couldn't have said it better myself, man. You think it's cause they're, um, they're so close to the border. They, they, they just got to crank out passwords for like, you know, the, the office in Michigan. I feel like they're they just probably not doing have like the best passport machine, like that building uh, or whatever. Oh, it's yeah. the machines. Um, I think, is this it? 
Yeah, this is the new one, man. There it is, dude. You're good this for 10 years, it's brother. Because it's like, it's the, the new label thing looks different than the old one. It's okay. just like a thicker thing now. Yeah. Like, do I need to sign this? I don't even know. I they asked me if I wanted to sign it. I'm like, uh, yeah, do I need to? I don't know. I have no. I think so, but I have no idea. Was you supposed to like sign it in pencil or something like that? I don't know. Whatever. Pencil? I don't know. Maybe. You got you got anyway. into Mexico and out of Mexico with it, so I'm sure you're fine. I got I got I was in and out of Mexico with two passports because my other ones expired and I just had it on me. Nice. Yeah. Just in case. Um, dude, I'll tell you what. Getting into Mexico and getting into America was way too easy. Yeah, customs. Yeah, wow. I was kind of surprised. You go through some metal detectors. I looked at it, looked at me. He's like, all right. Stamp it. I was like, didn't ask me any questions, nothing. What are you here for? Took me two two minutes. Here to get drunk and get some people married. Yeah, he's all right. This guy's here to fuck shit up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is a fresh one. You just get this today? El Paso? Hey, El Paso? Um, Oh, dude, I didn't even tell you about my flights. So my flights to Cancun, the flight from El Paso to um, Dallas, right? Yeah. I had the absolute worst experience I've ever had from like a... Um, what was the airline? Uh, the air, no, what are the, the flight attendants I've ever had? Oh, really? Yeah, it was brutal. She was just such a B word. I was sitting in first class in that flight, and then my flight from Dallas down to Cancun. Yeah, my flight from my flight from uh, El Paso to Cancun or El Paso to Dallas was the worst, but then my flight from Dallas to Cancun was like one of the best, like probably okay. top top five best flights I've ever been on. Two reasons: one, I literally was in first class all by myself. There was nice. nobody in the row in front of me. There was nobody right next to me, nobody in the people's behind uh, in the aisle to the left of me, and then like no one in the row behind me. So I was like on an island by myself. Nice. And I got great service from the uh, flight attendants. I had a little dinner to myself with the light on. It was I was like, man, this is this is living. I felt like I was on a private jet. What's the what's flight time from Dallas to Cancun? Like a couple uh, hours? It was like just over four. Four hours? Holy smokes, dude. Um, uh, maybe it's just over three. That it was sounds like between three and four hours from like Dallas to Cancun. I guess, I guess it's yeah. just farther down there than I think it is. You know, than you think it would be. Yeah. Like, you know, Texas to Mexico, that's like a half hour flight in my head. But no. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty hours. far south. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was it was it was pretty interesting though. But the funny thing was, is I didn't have headphones, mm. and so I couldn't like listen to anything. You didn't ask, dude. They they give you headphones. No, but like they didn't have anything for me to like plug into or anything like that. So I was like, oh. uh, cause you had to use your own phone. So I literally gotcha. just watched like a few hours of this, like, uh, oh, man, it was like a reality TV. It was almost like that. Uh, in, it was about the, um, NASCAR racers. I was like, just reading the subtitles. I was like, <laughs> All right. This is how bored I am on this flight, but it was what, cool. <laughs> what airline did you fly? American airlines. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So American yeah, Airlines first class uh, though. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Balling. I uh Mexico was awesome. Great time. Uh short and sweet to be honest. Like because can't I mean the food was meh. Yeah. I had a spa day, which was pretty cool. Okay. Got it, got a massage, got to go into the treat uh, yourself. I did a I did a yep, a sauna, an ice bath, and then I sat in like a nice big jacuzzi. Dude. Sounds um, awesome. I had the Dude, this massage put me to sleep in like less than like 10 minutes, dude. It was insane. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just passed out on the table. Passed out, man. Passed out for like an hour and a half. Rub you down and wake me up, please. It was like a 75-minute massage, and I was was passed the fuck out the whole time. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've never had a massage like that, so I can't say if I would fall asleep, but... Man, it. I guess it would be very comfortable. It was very comfortable. I feel like I felt like a baby being like, uh, what is the word like uh, when you wrap the baby up in the swaddled, swaddled baby burrito. Yeah, baby nice. burrito. It was nice though, dude. Great time. Do you have a? Do you have a man. couple margaritas? We're good. Huh? Oh man, I had this thing called an iceberg where you have like a beer and then they pour a margarita on top of it. Ooh. Yeah, dude, that was fantastic. <laughs> it was like a mango flavored margarita too. So like, nice on top of the fresh beer, mango so like as it melted, huh? Fresh mango. Yeah, fresh mango. Um, but as it like melted on top of the beer, like the beer was like taking on the mango flavor. So it was pretty All delicious. Right. Yeah, so you have a couple Coronas. Yeah, Dosekis. Uh, nice. That was my beer down there. I was drinking. How was uh? How I drink like. 47 dos in the five days uh how was your spanish how'd your spanish lessons work out for you spanish worked out well man i think yeah. some of the uh the wait staff were actually like pretty appreciative of me like asking questions in spanish nice. like asking for drinks or were, food you, or... were you the guy in the group who like kind of knew how to speak spanish I was the one person that like made an attempt yeah. other than like the, the bride knows a little bit of Spanish. So she was able to ask questions and stuff. Nice. So you were, you were the guy trying to connect with the locals. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. You're mingling with the laid back uh, locals. Exactly. Did they, we did they to... give you any tips? Like any, like, Hey man, go here at nine o'clock and you'll have a great time type thing. No, 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 no. We, uh, we kept going to this one bar and we kept doing like this chant with the, the bartenders there. And she loved us because we were giving her like fat tips. And like nice. this one night she, uh, she hooked it up for us and she got us all this food, like delivered down to the bar where we were drinking. And she sto- stayed open like an additional like two hours for us. She just serving us. Like they poured, they created this big uh, green tea jug for me. And we like, dude, Ben, like it was like a gallon big ass jug that she gave to me to pour shots to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous. Nice. Man. It was so fun. Her name was Karina. Karina, Karina. and Carlos. Those were our two uh, bartenders that loved us, man. Nice. It was a sweet spot. Um, I'll have to send you a picture of what it looked like. Yeah, dude. Was it like all inclusive type thing or? Yeah, all inclusive. Yeah. But like, if, if you gave them like nice tips, like they were super appreciative and what? like always try to hook it up. What is tipping culture like in Mexico? Is that like a thing? Is it similar to the U.S.? Yeah, yeah I mean, I just kind of tipped what I what I felt like they deserved in terms of like, uh, I know like none of those people like make great money. Like yeah. none of them do. Yeah. So I just felt like, you know, the exchange rate is actually pretty cool for them too. Like, it works honestly, out. like if, yeah, I mean, honestly, if I felt like I was, if someone was going like above and beyond, and I was like, they were waiting on me for like more than two hours at a time. I was giving them a twenty dollar bill. I was gonna say, based on my Google search, it seems like it's similar to the U.S. Yeah, maybe a little bit more of like a service worker tilt yeah. to it, just because of the most of the reason people go down there. We uh, we went into this one bar. It's called the. It was literally called the sports bar, and uh, nice. <laughs> we get in there. Wait, just in and- English, the sports bar. Yeah, it's called the sports bar. 
we well, get in there and um i uh i realized that they're closing and they were just like closing down the whole place and we we're like hey listen we just ordered a bunch of like room service for our room can we like snag a few beers and they're like ah we're not supposed to i was like all right well, what about this twenty dollar bill <laughs> and she's like okay so she gave us i know beers. how this works i just got a passport <laughs> meet mr mr jefferson yeah, you. How about how does Mister Jefferson make you feel? So I basically just bought a six pack, <laughs> but it was like it is what it is. It was fun, man. It was a great time. I would highly recommend anybody that wants to go on a vacation, Cancun, all inclusives are definitely worth it. We had we had freaking great weather, man. It was never like hotter than like eighty five, eighty six. That sounds it awesome. Never, it was never colder than like sixty seven, sixty, sixty eight. Yeah. That sounds ideal. Yeah. And even at night, it was like almost too hot to like leave your because I like wanted to like feel the ocean breeze at night in the room and stuff. But I was like, dude, it's too hot outside to keep that door open. Yeah. How was the uh the wedding? It was a good time. The wedding was a good time. Yeah, the wedding was great, man. Um, I dude, I, it was so hot though. I was like, I asked the bride, I was like, Do you mind if we change out of these like suits suits yeah i was like i can't wear this the entire wedding i was like i need to go put like shorts on and like a, yeah. another shirt that's not gonna make me let the boys breathe tonight. yeah i was like first of all i'm renting this tux i don't want to ruin it because i'm then gonna have to fucking pay for it um so but, yeah uh, do you do you do tux rentals pick up in mexico i assume or do you have to take them with you from the u.s no it took them with me for the u.s oh man that sucks you have to travel with it that was a pain in the ass yeah have to keep track I of it just folding it up and put it in my suitcase on the way home yeah just put it in a bag and <laughs> toss it yep. back at the screw the it tuxedo rental people we know what that yep. life's like they can deal with it yeah i know exactly. they can deal with it they do with that shit all the time <laughs> toss a couple bucks in the pocket <laughs> they'll find it eventually there you go you're welcome <laughs> yeah, sorry about the smell just a couple bucks yeah <laughs> yeah sorry that there's champagne all over this thing <laughs> might have blasted a bottle of champagne nice you had to cool yeah. yourself down man it was hot Hell yeah, man. Um, ceremony was great, though. The the bride and the groom had a tough time keeping it together when they were reading their vows, which was kind of funny. Nice. Um, now, did you officiate? You officiated, right? Yeah, I officiated the wedding. Nice. What was that yeah, experience man. like? Center of attention. It was good, man. That's, that's my second one. Oh, really? Yeah. You have to get, like, um, ordained on the internet for that stuff, or how's that yep. work? American Marriage Ministries. Nice. Dan, Pastor Dan. Pastor Dan. <laughs> Pastor Dan. You need to get hitched? Just El call Capitan, Pastor Dan. El Capitan Dan. El Capitan Dan. <laughs> oh, man. I have uh, the bride gave us all these uh, um, the different people that were like a part of the wedding party and stuff all got these different mugs that had like, like groomsmen or like the father of the bride or whatever. Mine says the man, the myth, the legend, the officiant. Nice. <laughs> El Capitan Dan. El Capitan. It's not a bad um, gig if you get, I mean, you know, try to parlay this into more trips to Mexico. Just, uh, you know, put yeah. your services out there. You, you know, my if, brother said, he's like, dude, this is a great business model, dude. Yeah. You can, you can, if you pay for my wedding, trip, I will yeah. marry you in Mexico. Yeah. Officiate the wedding. And then my brother's like, it's, it's Dan's officiating and entertaining. <laughs> he's like i grabbed the mic during ice ice baby and i, I just wrapped the whole thing in front of everybody <laughs> <laughs> that 
that was me, man. That was me. How wasted. Oh, man. Officiant and uh, rapper. I love it. Entertainer. Yes. I was singing all the songs. I was playing the air guitar. People loved it, dude. They're like, you were the life of the party. I was like, oh, really? Shucks. Dude, there it is. There's your pitch. I'll be the life of your party. I'll get you married, and then I'll be the life of your party. Everybody have a good time, and all you got to do is get me to Mexico. Do you remember the Love Shack dance? Uh, not really, no. I taught everyone at the wedding how to do a Love Shack. <laughs> <laughs> so you were, you were the DJ. You basically did uh, uh, you did offici- you officiated the wedding, and then you became the DJ. Pretty much, dude. I could have stood <laughs> behind the DJ booth and been the DJ for sure. Maybe that's it. It was... DJ Dan, a great time. The wedding officiant. DJ Dan, officiant DJ. There you go. There's a business model. Officiant DJ. Yep. I mean, you could probably, I mean, with cost of weddings nowadays, it's a nice little money saver for people. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying you need to sell yourself cheap, Dan. You need to, you know, you need to establish a value. You know, not everybody can be the DJ and wedding officiant. Officiant. (laughs) It's It's a double threat. I'm just going to start marketing myself as efficient DJ. <laughs> it's like, uh, do you take? Yes. Okay. Do you take? Yes. All right. Let's get this party started. <laughs> Are you tired of paying a lot of money for a, a, a DJ that's overpaid? oh man great times man great times um yeah dude mexico's tight i would definitely go back yeah laying under the cabanas was probably one of my favorite parts yeah you literally just oh what was our what was uh we had a guy named uh dd okay like like Didi Gregorius. Okay. That was his, uh, he was yeah. part of the wedding or he was one of the. No, he was one of the um, concierge that was like running around and getting stuff for people. Nice. Like they, they were like basically the, the wait staff, but I mean, I didn't really consider them wait staffs because they were running around doing everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> what Great other spot, dude? So what, what other wedding services can you provide? Can you cater? Can you cook, Dan? I could cook too. Maybe you do like that's a that's a lot to do all in one. I know, wedding, but what if you did like a brunch? You know, Ooh, do brunch. DJ dance, brunch DJ after the wedding, DJ party dance, trivia wedding services. Wedding. Yes, dude, brunch and trivia after the wedding. Yes, that's, that's fire. You do like a brunch buffet. Yep, you do brunch in the morning, officiate the wedding, DJ. You're you're just there. You you're there to. You could even wedding plan, man. It's just lead up to it, dude. That's that's such. Yeah, you don't want a wedding a plan. Job. Yeah, dude. That's. I wouldn't want to deal with the brides. I was gonna say you you want to do the stuff that's like, you're not gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna piss anybody off, be the bane of yep. anybody's existence on their wedding day. You know, yep. I feel like DJ, and the I do guy. That's right in your wheelhouse. Yeah, man. It's so easy to create a Spotify list playlist yeah that's really all you need to do <laughs> it's all you need to do oh i can click play there you go oh i need to attach a mic to something yep rent rent some equipment that's not difficult yes um all right dude so mexico was a success 
Mexico was a success. I made it back alive. Didn't get kidnapped. Didn't get kidnapped by the cartel. Well, I'm glad. I mean, you know, I kind of wish you would have gotten kidnapped. It would have been a better story, but. (laughs) (laughs) You say my story wasn't good, man? (laughs) At the end of the day, I'm, I'm just glad you're healthy, Dan. Just back, healthy. Got a good story out of it. Potential business ideas. Um, while you were away, America was wrapped up in the NCAA tournament. I don't know if you know this or not, but it's been a hell of a ride for this tournament. Dude, we were watching some of the games on there. It was ridiculous, man. So many upsets. Yeah. So we're officially at the final four now. No number one seeds. I didn't even think we had a number one in the elite eight. We did not. Um, Miami, UConn, San Diego State, FAU. That game was so awesome. Which game? Excuse me, awesome to watch, though. Michigan State one where they barely Oh, I know, dude, that overtime game. Dude, such a nail-biter, man. It was unfortunate. And especially when you... Oh, man, just think. FAU is the one that made it out of there. Yeah, that's wild. Could have had a game against FAU to go to the Final Four. How ridiculous would that have been? Damn. Oh, well, I mean, from a Michigan State fan's perspective. Did you hear what the the coach from Kansas State said, though, about FAU? uh, They're better than us, I hope. No, I didn't. What did he say? No, he's like, dude, you guys could beat anybody in this tournament. Oh, yeah. Y'all are some bad motherfuckers. (laughs) Did he say that? I mean, I don't think he said bad motherfuckers, but. He applied it. Yeah, basically. That's awesome. Hopefully they win. What if FAU wins? Dude, it's been a I mean, with. All right, so here we are. We got COVID year. We got dudes, best prospects, no longer actually play college basketball here. Uh, I guess is this the future of college basketball where, like, it's just a lot more parity? Well, dude, no. Did you hear that, uh, like, there were some numbers that my friends and I were actually talking about the other day of all of the transfers within college basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I think it attributes a lot to like some of the, the, the changings of the guard within NCAA basketball in general. Yeah. Like, Oh man. Yeah. I'm transfer portal. This. Yeah. Dude, the transfer portal, like how many players have gone and uh, transferred from schools? I mean, they, they talked about like the, they, they talked about the, um, the number of players that were like seniors or juniors that were like went in the transfer portal is ridiculous for the teams that are in the top. Oh, here we go. NCAA tournament elite eight starters of those elite eight starters, 19 were transfers, 16 were seniors. And one was a true freshman. Yeah. Top 28 scores in the elite eight are seniors are juniors and seniors. Yep. Or I'm sorry. The top 28 scores in the Elite Eight were the seniors, juniors, and sophomores, and 16 of those um, were transfer. I'm sorry, 16 were the uh, senior transfers, eight were junior transfers, 13 were sophomore, two were redshirt, and one was a uh, freshman. Yeah, like it's insane, dude. So a bunch of old dudes. I, don't know, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a common trend, um, kind of moving forward because the NIL money thing, dude. Mm-hmm. Did you see how much their Bronny James is going to potentially get in the NIL deal? No, how much? Probably a million, million, half. Point seven point two million. Who is going to pay him that money, bro? He's going to bring a lot of attention, no matter where he goes, because of his name. 
That's ridiculous. What uh, 7.2 million NIL valuation? Dang. You say yeah, Arch right. Manning also has one that's pretty ridiculous? Yep. Arch Manning, I think, had, what was it, like four or five? That's ridiculous. Only behind Bronny James. Bronny James is like, what? what is he, like a top 15 recruit? Um, I don't even know, to be honest, man. He was in the McDonald's All-American game. Was so he? I think he had to have been like a top 20 player in the top country. Top 20 guy? Least. 20? I mean, he was, he was in one of the top schools in the country. Yeah. Um, um, wow. I guess his, I guess his younger brother is better than he is though. Really? Yeah. Bryce. Bryce. Bryce James. All right. Um, yeah, his brother's like six, seven or some shit. His brother got the height. Yep. But I mean, he could continue to grow and even Bronny could grow a little bit more. I bet, you know? Oh yeah. I think he's like six, three or something. Ronnie. Yeah. So he's like our height. Yeah. Bryce James. All right. Um, LeBron's children generate millions of dollars before they've ever set foot on anything more prestigious than a high school basketball court. Good for them. Yeah, didn't you? Did you see that Bronny James did that commercial with his dad? The did he? They did a commercial. commercial. Nice. Yeah. How does it? I mean, he's done a few different things. I think. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for he's it. Getting paid. Let's kids yeah. make money. Just seems like, uh, you know, it's like a there's a nepotism factor here that just kind of rubs me the wrong way. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I mean, let's be honest, man. There's nepotism everywhere. Yeah. 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 And this is just out in the open. If you're if you're an athlete related to a famous athlete, you ain't even got to be as good. We're gonna give you money. Yep. I mean, he is top twenty high school players coming out of high school. Yeah. Right. But I mean, if you're the number one guy, you're like, good. you're you're standing there like, what the hell, brah? Yeah. If you're one of those other nineteen guys. Yeah. Where's my deal? I'm right. better than Bronny. Right. Um, all right, dude, what else we got? You got uh, NCAAs, so Miami, UConn, San Diego State, FAU. Are we are we going with FAU? Um, I don't know, man. Miami looked pretty good coming back and, and winning their game. Um, they got some scores. Yep. Um, dude, wait, who, who are the four again? FAU, Miami. FAU, Miami, UConn, and San Diego State. Dude, UConn is pretty good though too, man. Bro, I'm rolling. UConn's been, I feel like, manhandling I'm, the teams they I'm, play against. I'm rolling with the Huskies. Yeah, they're pretty solid. Yeah, I think it's probably going to be UConn Miami, which would be interesting. So it's U- it's UConn Miami in the in the Final Four. Oh, okay. So then it's FAU against uh, San Diego State. Yeah, San Diego State. Oof, man, could be a cakewalk for UConn. Well, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, it definitely could be. All right. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think UConn's looked like the best team. Yeah. You know, they've won 
They won was, by. They were ranked number what four or five they, on that. Yeah, one and our Ken Palm, they they're the highest Ken Palm team left. So let's yeah. see, they won by twenty five, twenty five or fifteen. Sorry, twenty five, fifteen, and twenty three. Yeah. So they've been balling. I'll I'll roll with the Huskies as our as our natty champ. Okay. I think it's a good one to go with. But we'll see. We'll see, right? Yep. This weekend's been a hell of a tournament. I mean, one seed's falling everywhere. Two seed's falling everywhere. Dude, yeah. I don't think there's the four. Four seed is the highest seed, right? San Diego State's a five. God, they even stomped Gonzaga. It was a nine. Yeah. And then Miami's a... Four or five, right? Miami's a five. Yeah, we got a five, a four, a five, and a nine. Yep. Good luck with your brackets. Yeah. There's no way anybody's got a perfect bracket this year. Um, There are people that do have the final four the way that it is. There's 20 brackets left that have the final four the way it is. Okay. I was looking. Dude, I'm, I saw I was looking at uh, where I rank right now within. <laughs> yeah. I think I was like, well, this was based off of our, this is based off of the one top, the 95th percentile. Really? From the top five. Nice. Yeah. Look at us. That's, that's, so remember this for next year. It's not a, it's not how to get a perfect bracket. It's how to get a top 95%, a top 5% bracket with, with Dan. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> if it weren't for dude, we could have had we would have had a final four team if Texas would have beat Miami. Where, who did we have? We had UCLA beating UConn, right? Yep. So okay. we had UCLA, Texas, Tennessee, and Alabama. Yeah. Okay. We were close. Which I mean, UCLA should have beat that uh should have beat uh Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That bummed me out. Dude, UConn beat Gonzaga by we were we were in the 99th percentile at that point. Yeah, dude, you can beat Gonzaga by 28 points. Yeah, that's kind of wild. Yikes, them Huskies, man. Yep, it's like they took all the juju from the girls' team and just switched it over to the men's team yeah, for this the year. Girls' team lost. This is dude, the first time in a long time that the girls' team went not as far as the men's team. Yes, yeah, because it's because Paige buckets is hurt, man. Dude. Paige Buckets. Paige Buckets. She'll be back next year, though. Is that uh, Katie's favorite player? Yeah, sure. Katie and her basketball prowess. <laughs> Katie went to UConn, right? She did, yeah. yeah um, I think she knows who she is, so we'll say yes. That is her favorite player. Yeah. Um, all right. What else we got tonight? Uh, we have, we got, uh, you want to talk a little bit about, uh, so you're watching 1923. Yeah. 1923, man. That's a solid show. So I did some research. So apparently they've taken the Kevin Costner, Montana show. Yep. And they've, they've had two spinoffs now. Two spinoffs. 1883. They're just calling them yep. years, 1883 and 1923, and they just deal with previous generations of this family. 
Yeah, it's like the previous generations of the Duttons. And then there's going to be one that's like later on between this one and uh, the one that's later on. It'll be like 1975 or something. I think they'll, oh yeah, I think they'll probably go ahead. Like, um, yeah, they could probably go farther ahead. All right, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Scott, Harrison Ford. Yeah, Harrison Ford, Helen Mirren, dude. Helen Mirren. Yeah. Very nice. Uh the He's got some like old older characters too. The older the eighteen eighty three one had uh Faith Hill and Tim McGraw. Yep. That they were the Duttons. The Duttons. The Duttons. Um yeah, so so uh what's uh, going on in Duttonland in nineteen twenty three? What are they struggling with? Well, they're struggling with this uh battle against this banker who like wants to um create a mine in the mountains up in uh yellowstone okay uh, i guess they think that there's like gold up in the mountains there's gold in them hills yeah so the irishmen they had some sheep and shit and they were like eating all the grass for the livestock basically harrison ford's uh mr dutton he's the cattle ranch guy and so he was like nope we're not having this so there was like this big old like gunslinging fight and, and the, a bunch of the people on the Dutton side died and a bunch of people on the Irish side died. And the Irish guy is Bronn from Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, Bronn from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Right? And then the banker guy is uh the Bond from what Bond was he? He was the Bond from like the early nineties. Like Roger Moore. Not Paris, Roger is that what his name is? Yeah, Roger Moore. Yeah. I know Roger yep. Moore was a bomb, so it's got to be yep. it. So, yeah, ja- so, so James was... Bond is the banker. We got Bron from Game of Thrones as the sheep herder, and Harrison Ford. So Han Solo, <laughs> Indiana Jones, Han Indiana Solo, Jones, you name it, <laughs> is the uh, is the main character, yep. and he's yep. sick shooting them dude, all down. Helen Mirren, Helen Mirren's been killing it, dude. She's yeah. been doing an awesome job. Yeah, yeah. good actress. Uh, supposedly. Helen Mirren is supposed to be like Irish, like super Irish. Um, and then the other Dutton boys, like the young Dutton boys, were like the children of this generation's Duttons or whatever. Um, they're kind of well, one of the the sons is uh is kind of spread out. He's like across the planet. He's uh over in I think they were in Africa. Okay. They're making their way to the U.S. because they finally got word. They got letter about uh, the Dutton family and all like that shit that went down. Okay. Yeah. So, so he's basically coming home to help with the battle against the Irishman and the banker. Okay. And the, what uh, what was the 1800s one about? Just their journey out there? Their journey out there, yep. So they came over from like the east side. Um. It's like right after the Civil War or something like that. Yeah, it's like right after the Civil War. They were living over in like, I don't know if it was like Boston or if it was uh, New York. I want to say it was like Boston or New York or Philadelphia or something. Okay. They basically made the trek out west. They stopped in like Texas for a little while. Then they started making their way north. It was just about that journey and like coming across Indians and facing off against uh, (laughs) some like cowboys and rivals out west they had to go down to el paso to get their passports renewed before they could uh go settle in montana (laughs) yep yep i think i don't remember what they call it dallas 
might have been Dallas. Okay. But then like going up through Oklahoma, it was just like it was almost watch like watching the Oregon Trail. Yeah. They're like trying to take, you know, cattle across this river and trying to get people across the river and some people died, some people got sick. It was literally like watching the like a live reenactment of the Oregon Trail. <laughs> you have Seriously, dysentery. <laughs> People got shot. People got killed. They had to go hunting and get food. <laughs> it was wild. Oh, man. All right. The Oregon Trail. Except so, for the Montana Trail. The Yellowstone Trail. I uh, I did watch a movie lately All right. that I thought I, I ended up watching that Cocaine Bear. Oh, dude. Is it is it is it worth it? <laughs> it was it was like interesting. Cause like there was part of it that I was like, wow, this is actually pretty cool. Like pretty like awesome. And then there was like, kind of like the ending got a little like, I don't know, but overall, I mean, it was, it was an entertaining movie. Um, did you, I like the way, I like the way that they shot some of it. Nice. It was pretty good. Did you look up the real story of the cocaine bear? Oh yeah. The real story is interesting. He ate a bunch of cocaine and died immediately. <laughs> I don't think it was immediately. I think they said he like was alive for like 40 minutes or something. Okay. Right. Yes. Died very quickly. Oh yeah. Probably Uh, of a heart attack. (laughs) It's weird to me that bears just like to eat Coke. Apparently that's the thing. If you present a bear with cocaine, it will eat the cocaine. The way they made it look in the movie was like, it gave the bear like superpowers. (laughs) (laughs) Like it like brought the bear back to life one time it was just like what the fuck what's so bear's eyes just like shot open all right so plot somehow cocaine ends up in the woods is it like it falls out of a plane or something oh no they they like do the rest of the story pretty much to like uh you know hey these well not to a t but it's just like they talk about the the cartel um being unhappy with like their drugs being missing in the woods because this guy like bumped his head and like landed on the concrete when he was like trying to jump out the plane. Okay. And he had like a bag of cocaine, but then the, the story that they like kind of like expand and like make like non-believable or whatever is that there was like multiple bags of cocaine that were like spread across the woods that this bear was just going around eating <laughs> and like the bear turned like rabid and was like attacking people that like found the cocaine and like, like either he's a, defending his cocaine. Co- yeah, it was like defending the cocaine and like trying to take the <laughs> cocaine because it was it ended up like feeding the cocaine to its little bear cubs. <laughs> it's <was> ridiculous, man. <laughs> like the beginning of the movie started out like pretty decent. And I was like, oh, this is kind of entertaining. I was like, I like the way they're shooting this. And then towards the end, they just made it like, man, this is what it turned out to be. Now we got like bear. coked up cubs. When the bear like ate the cocaine or like sniffed the cocaine and like it came back to life i was like wait a second <laughs> that bear was pretty much dead <laughs> there was this really ridiculous part where they like made this bear like go up and sniff this guy that was laying down on the ground then just like sprawled out light on it and i was like are you guys just trying to like extend the time of this movie at this point because it's like, probably <laughs> yeah it's cocaine it bear like time yeah there's only so much plot so it was, there it was like pretty humorous pretty funny it was kind of graphic um but overall it was pretty solid all right so would you recommend cocaine bear yeah anybody that's farting around trying to watch like an entertaining dumb movie yeah i was gonna say it's got to be like you know what you're getting into with cocaine bear you're not going to be surprised it's a movie about a bear who does a bunch of coke it is what you think it would be (laughs)
Yes. Um, Have you watched anything good lately? So I watched the new Waco documentary on, I guess it's kind of a documentary. Yeah, we'll call it a documentary on Netflix uh, called Waco American Apocalypse. Uh, It was good. It was very entertaining. Goes over the Branch Davidian compound and the 50-day siege that the FBI and ATF, dude, they had like almost 900 law enforcement personnel, 20 tanks that they brought in. They eventually start bringing in tanks and like personnel carriers from the local army base. For what? This is the 90s, I think. Yeah. 90, maybe Waco, 90. Texas? In Waco, Texas. Yeah. So Dave Koresh, head of the Branch Davidians, they're basically like a religious sect. Okay. Believes he is God. Uh, sets up a compound. It's like a big church looking building. And they start stockpiling weapons. They start dealing weapons, which is like, it was illegal, right? They were doing it through gun shows. But then they start modifying these weapons to make like, what is it? Like submachine gun, like actual automatic machine, like stuff that's not legal. Yeah. And a UPS driver at one point, like, notices a grenade. And so eventually the ATF gets involved, figures out kind of what's going on. They know they have a lot of things. And this Dave Crush guy is basically telling all his followers, like, yeah, the government's going to come for us. And we're it's going to be like an apocalyptic type thing. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. So eventually the government shows up with, like, they basically roll in like they're literally, like, D-daying this place, essentially. Like, they're rolling up on the beaches. Like, they're they're rolling up with, like, 20 to 40 dudes. And a firefight starts that kills i think four atf agents and five or six of the branch davidian people oh my god dude and so then it it, they finally get the shooting to stop and it is a standoff and they get negotiators involved but they also get these rescue teams involved and they're not on the same page so like you have the negotiators who are trying to like build trust with this crash guy and like trying to get him to release some of these people there's like 90 plus people in this compound when it starts so he's like, man, just to like give us a woman and children type thing, and then we can talk. But then the like, the like crisis response team is like kind of pressing a little bit, and like they want to do kind of a different style. And oh uh, so over fifty days, they get they get more and more people out, and then it just ends with uh, some fires being started. And it's one of those where like the government says that the the Branch Davidians started the fire, the Branch Davidians say that the government started the fire. And 80 people end up dying in this inferno as this whole compound just burns to the ground in like an hour's time. Dude. So that's sad, man. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. They, they seem to like, I guess they try to kind of tell as best they can both sides of the story. Right. They're like, Hey, this is cause it was very much at the time. Like this guy's crazy and he thinks he's God and he's not letting anybody out. And there was definitely an element to it. Like, I think the blame definitely rests on him. Like, you can't call yourself God. Like, there were points where he was like, yeah, we're all going to come out tomorrow. And then he's like, oh, actually, I talked to God, and he told me we can't come out tomorrow. Like, oh, okay, well, this is looking kind of sketchy, bro. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, it's not ideal that 80 people die in a fire. Oh so, my God. Government does not look good on that front. No. So uh, yeah, I, uh, I'd i say watch it. Yeah, check it out. It's uh, it's worth the watch. It's called Waco on Netflix? It's called Waco. It's uh, three episodes. <clears throat> on Netflix though? It's on Netflix, yep. Okay, cool. Gives you a good idea of what went down there and kind of how and why it ended up where it did. It's kind of crazy. Um, I just yeah. think, you know, at the end of the day, they were saying the FBI was spending a million dollars a day there. Yeah. So it just got to the point where, like, the oh, government. What? A million dollars a day on what? Dude, they had nine, almost 900 people on site or involved somehow. They had these tactical teams. They had snipers. They had 20 tanks. They had Why? tanks rolling around this dude's compound. Why? Because they, they started using... uh some of the like like modified tanks to like tear down the bu- to the building like what what sets off the like the the final thing is the government's like screw this we're just going to douse this place in tear gas and basically force people to come out and yeah, they're that didn't work right well and they're saying their their side is you know we start tear gassing them they want to come out and then they burned it down which they have some audio that makes it sound like yeah maybe they you know they were looking to do that and it, i don't know yeah it's like a kind of toss-up i think probably they the branch vidians burned it down but at the same time you have you know these tear grass grenades that are uh incendiary on some level that they're throwing into the building that also could have potentially started fires so but yep. it Absolutely. just like some of the footage they have of like they they have like above the like the military like FLIR like infrared footage and yeah. the fires started like at the same time in three or four different parts of the compound. It's kind of like ah, they probably decided they were just going to burn it down. Like not the government, the the branch of Indian people, because this dude yeah. was like very much like he wanted to be seen as like some sort of Christ figure. Essentially, is how he so like. Weird. There's still people in this cult, this sect of branch Davidians to this day who believe that he will. Like rise from the dead, essentially. Rise again. Yeah, he's oh like, there's God. like going to be a second coming of this guy. But it's weird because it's also Tim McVeigh. He's Tim Timothy McVeigh, the Oklahoma City guy. Yeah, he was there. Showed up outside of the compound while this standoff was going on, and starts selling like, be away. You know, the government is afraid of you, or the government like is coming for you, but they're afraid of your guns. Type bumper stickers. And like anti-government stuff. What the hell? And the Oklahoma City bombing takes place on the same date that this place, the Waco thing happened. They burned down. It's like he was very much like the two were connected. Dude, yeah, that's that's too. The nineties, bro. The nineties were wild. Yeah. So anyway, not to go down a dark, depressing rabbit hole, but. Uh, that we can we can definitely turn things around with have you watched Ted Lasso lately? Oh no, they just uh they went with the, the new we don't have the, the Disney one, so we haven't been watching it, but uh we're watching it's succession. On, it's on Apple. Oh, it's on Apple, okay. Yeah. I have to check maybe oh. go ahead. <clears throat> no, I was gonna say if you guys don't have it, let me know. Yeah, I don't think we have the Apple TV. Is that what it is? I think so. Yeah, don't have that. Yeah. 
Send me your password. Send me your password. I'll send you my password. Uh, we've been watching Succession. You watch Succession? Oh, yeah, dude. That's on HBO, right? Yep. That's the HBO one. Just premiered. Yeah. Uh, Katie's really into it. Season. It's good. I enjoy it. Yeah. I got to get caught up on that one. I yeah. heard another one. Eugene Levy. You know Eugene Le- yeah. Levy? There's yep. one on like Amazon Prime where he like travels around. Um, Like as Eugene Levy? Prize. Yeah, he's just Eugene Levy. Someone was telling me about it earlier today. I kind of look at it and see what it was though. Um, but it looks it looks pretty interesting. Um, Apple TV. There we go. It's called The Reluctant Traveler. Okay. Yeah. So he uh, explores. He, he steps out of his comfort zone for a whirlwind tour of the world's most beautiful and intriguing destinations. Nice. That'd be some good ideas. It's for travel destinations. Like a nerdy Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. I guess there's like one where he goes to the Maldives. He goes to Venice. Nice. He goes to Finland. <clears throat> Good for Eugene Levy, man. Yeah. Stifler's, not Stifler's dad. Uh, Adam, American Pie dad guy. Yeah. The uh, Yeah, it's not Stifler's the, dad. The, type, the typecast nerd. Yep. Typecast nerd. That's <laughs> literally what he's like every every role, right? Eugene Levy as the nerdy guy. The nerdy guy. <clears throat> um, let's see what else we have. I randomly went down a rabbit hole the other day. Uh the four hundred and forty second infantry regiment. Okay. Okay. This was a Japanese regiment in the US Army in World War II. They uh-huh. fought in Italy. France and Germany. Okay. They're the most decorated unit ever. Whoa. In US history. There's something like 18,000 medals and around 10,000 dudes served. What? It's made up of second generation Japanese dudes that they just basically plucked from the internment camps that we set up shortly after World War II started. And they're the most decorated? Yes. Wow. It's pretty crazy. That's insane. You know, it's one of those things that, you know, they just wouldn't have been celebrated post-World War II just because of all the animosity towards the Japanese generally. Is there an Asian American month? I don't know. It's a good question. Um, but yeah, dude, it's pretty crazy because they're starting to get a lot more recognition now. Yeah. Like I think in like 2010, they gave a bunch of dudes who hadn't been awarded medal medals of honor, medals of honor. It was like, yeah, actually yeah. these six dudes also deserved medal, you know, medals of honor. They're probably um, not even alive anymore. Yeah. A lot of them died because of their medals of honor. The one story about the one dude is like, he, He's there, like going up against the machine gun nests. He runs up there, takes out a couple gunners, uh, <clears throat> gets a, takes a uh, grenade launcher, like the the German threw, like shot like a, like a grenade launcher at him from such a close range that the grenade just hit his arm and just cut it off at the elbow, but. The reason the dude had his arm up was because he was about to throw a grenade at the Germans. 
but his arm obviously gets taken off at the elbow, right? He said, like, the description was like, his arm is basically laying at his feet, but because his arm had been taken off, the, the, his hand was still gripping the grenade. So he then uses his left hand to take the live grenade out of his right arm, right, right yeah. arm that's laying at his feet, has been cut off of him, and toss it at the German while the German is reloading. With his left hand. With his left hand, yeah. Oh, my God. So dude. that dude goes on to meet Bob Dole while he's recovering. Oh, my God. And becomes, uh, he was originally planning on being a surgeon. Talks to Bob Dole. Bob Dole's like, hey, yeah, man, I'm Bob Dole. I'm about to go be a senator. He's like, that sounds like a great idea. Dude ends up becoming a senator from Hawaii. That was like his thing. He's a senator from Hawaii for like oh, years yeah. and years. That's insane, dude. Yeah, dude. It's nuts. Could you imagine just like losing your arm on a battlefield? <sighs> Bro. And still just being like, well, I'm still here. Better pick that yeah. grenade up. Toss it. Toss it somewhere. I feel like I'd be like in complete shock that I just lost my arm. Yeah. Yep. I think that would be imagine, most like, people's. Throw the grenade with your opposite arm and you just throw it straight into the ground. <laughs> I can't throw lefty. <laughs> he was like, oh, no. <laughs> Just throw it backwards. <laughs> uh, yes. Anyway, I so I have the wherewithal to be like, yeah, I'm just going to throw this grenade with my opposite arm. Right. Right. Just lost my fucking arm from my elbow down. Dude. <sighs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so I went down that rabbit hole. That's really about all there is to that rabbit hole. Just thought it was kind of a crazy little like <laughs> this is this is this is a thing. Uh the other random thing I had was um dude, so US soccer. We we whooped on Grenada the other day and then we beat uh I don't know, another like small Panama area type country. Yeah. Um but we're about to get potentially get one of the best young English strikers so what the u.s soccer team really needs right now is a striker because our so problem at the world cup some guy from the europe or yeah. why are we gonna get some guy from this dude's England. name is Falloran balligan i think is how you pronounce it right he's born in brooklyn new york to nigerian parents oh. moves to england when he's two okay comes up in the english system england obviously has a bunch of really good soccer players uh, that are going to be around for a while at striker. Yeah. Recently doesn't get called up into the English over 21 year old team. He's 21. And that pisses him off. He, by the way, is right now in the, he's either one or two in the French, the top French league leading scorer. Okay. So he's going up against oh like God. Mbappe, Messi, Messi, Neymar, right? All the PSG guys mm -hmm. hanging with him as far as like, league leading score and shit yeah. yep gets pissed off at england says you know what maybe i'm gonna go check out the u.s flies to orlando where the u.s team's been training and it's been like a thing that's been blowing up with the people who follow u.s soccer so it's wild man we might get if so then we you know we lock in USA. yes USA. so we lock in one of the best young strikers in europe who will be about 25 so in his prime for the 2026 world cup Let's go. And that's going to be here in the U.S. In the U.S. Which, if you're him, it's like, North dude, America. that's that's bank. 
you are making so much. I mean, you're you're gonna make money if you're an English striker, right? A good, like yeah. football players make good money, but to be that guy for the U.S. in a year where the World Cup's coming to the U.S. as soccer's getting more and more popular in the United States, like he's gonna be a fan favorite. That's a lot of endorsement money. Heck yeah, it is. So. Yeah, and uh, otherwise, you know, team, you know, it's just we got a good young squad, man. I mean, we could actually legitimately make a a decent run in the in the World Cup so in twenty twenty six. It'd be so sick. I'm curious to see what they're gonna the pools are gonna be like. Yeah, I mean, it's still years and years away, but uh, when maybe, do they pull? When do they decide that? Probably like twenty twenty four, twenty twenty five, probably t- early twenty twenty five, maybe. I really have no idea because you got to get all the qualifying done first. Yeah. So, that's but does thing. US already qualify? We do. Uh, us, Canada, and Mexico all get automatic year in because that's host nation thing. That's so tight. Um. All right, dude. You got anything else you want to talk about tonight? Um. Nothing I can think about right now, man. All right, dude. We'll do our mock draft next time. We should. Yeah, we should do like next Wednesday too, because next Thursday is gonna be opening day for the Tigers. Ooh, there we go. You do some Tigers yeah. baseball talk too. T Grays. Lions Lions. Dude, you see this is one random thing. You see, uh just found this out today that Max Scherzer is is now wearing the pitch communicator thing and just telling his catcher what pitch he's gonna throw next. Really? Yeah, because they, they have the electronic little keyboard thing that they wear instead of That's doing signals. Wild. So Scherzer's just got one on his glove and he just like types in the code to the catchers like here. Fastball away. It's coming next. I did not see that. I'm going to have to look at that. Yeah, dude. The man is crazy. That's awesome. I feel like a lot of pitchers are going to start doing that. Yeah. Um, all right, brother. I think that's it. I want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dan, I'm glad you're back safe. Made it back without being kidnapped. <laughs> all right, dude. Have a, have a good right. one. Have a good weekend if I don't talk to you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Oh, dude, hey, we got, we got Burt Kreischer next weekend. Burt. Right, uh, not next week, two, three weeks, right? What is, I think it's the, I think it's the seventh, right? Oh, it is seventh. Yes, seventh. Next Friday. Next Friday. Not week for Friday. Friday. Yes. All right, amigo. Seventh. Deal. Until next time, brother. All right, man. Have a good one. Yep. You too. All right. Later. We on the journey, moving like burn. If it ain't about money, then it really don't concern me. You might as well tell, go ahead, confirm it. I'm tight as hell, sales bills won't bring for journey. I lost it one second time, more determined. I'm trying to make my cheese steak plump like Sherman. I'm big squirming, got the game squirming. If you don't know me by now, need to learn it. What you drinking? Gon' let it sink in. We do this every weekend. We moving like burn. What you thinking? I'm thinking about freaking. We headed to the beacon. We moving like burning. Moving like burning. We moving like burning. Well, it's the weekend. We moving like burning. Moving like burning. We moving like burning.